Hello and welcome to the Pacific Northwest Showdown Podcast. We are your hosts, Michaela and Kate. Yeah, so this is episode seven of the Pacific Northwest Showdown. And after attending a Kraken game last week in the Seahawks game on Halloween, we have a lot of fun things to talk about this week. Um, we absolutely do. There were some pretty cool things we got to see and witness and participate in. And uh, yeah, we should we should get to it. We should. And before we get to our Pacific Northwest Athlete Quote of the Week, which Kate's going to share with us, I do want to welcome all the new listeners that followed us this week. Oh my gosh, that was so fun. There are so many of you, and we appreciate your support. We hope you enjoy this podcast and that you stick with us. So this next segment here that Kate's going to share with us is our uh, Pacific Northwest Athlete Quote of the Week. Yeah, and so... uh, so what better what better person to talk about this week than um, than Mike Holmgren because he was inducted into the Seattle Seahawks Ring of Honor on Sunday um, on the Halloween game October thirty first and um, per Brandon Gustafson uh, Coach Holmgren joined the Seahawks as head coach general manager and executive vice president of football operations in early nineteen ninety nine and led the team to four straight NFC West titles as well as its first Super Bowl appearance. So, you know, during his time in Seattle, Holmgren won five division titles, made six playoff appearances, and had a winning record in seven out of the 10 seasons. And he had three 10-win seasons, which is pretty impressive. And I know that even though I'm learning (laughs) sports. So, you know, during his induction ceremony on Sunday, as Mike was wrapping up his speech, he said... Lastly, you can be very proud of that Super Bowl flag in this stadium, but I want to emphasize, and I want to repeat something I said a long time ago, there should be two. (laughs) Now, with that being said, many would probably argue there should be three, (laughs) (laughs) but we won't talk about that heartbreak Uh, during this podcast today because we have new listeners and we want to keep them here so let's keep everybody happy and feeling good (laughs) and not talk about those losses that were so painful for us that's true Uh, but we do have a very special banner hanging up in lumen field which represents super bowl 48 and we will cherish that forever love mike holmgren loved being able to be there to watch that that induction into the ring of honor Mm -hmm. uh we saw matt hasselback's induction um on Monday night football, we were also there for his induction into the ring of honor. So uh, just really special games to attend and and to be there for and to witness. It is time for the showdown lowdown. Showdown lowdown. Your Pacific Northwest sports news and updates for wins and losses across the league. What's going on with your favorite Pacific Northwest sports teams. And so we're going to kick this week off with the Seattle Mariners As the offseason starts with a surprise, pitcher Yusei Kikuchi elects to um, not take his one-year player option for $13 million and instead go into free agency. So Looking for a deal. Looking for a deal. Um, I think it's left question marks with with fans across the league with how they're kind of handling the Kyle Seeger situation, what's happening behind closed doors. There's a lot of different um, communications that are happening about even, you know, um, the topic about how the Mariners declined Kyle Seeger's 2022 option mm-hmm. after giving, I think it was 11 years, 10 or 11 years to the Seattle Mariners yeah. franchise. Yeah. Um, and, and a lot of people saw the emotions that Kyle Seeger had at the end Absolutely. of the last game that they played, trying to get that wild card yeah. uh, playoff push. Yep. And I think he knew. I mean, I'm at now I'm at that he point. Probably he, he probably knew, but some of those question marks that I talk about um is simply just different media reports that have been put out there about how Kyle Seeger was notified yeah. about that choice. Yeah. Was it through email? Did the GM try to contact him? Either way, uh I don't like to speculate. Sure when there's multiple different kind of media sources coming out with different things, it's important for us all to take a step back and not make assumptions about it. And to know that this is like real people's lives that they're like navigating these things with. And as fans, of course, we're intrigued. We want to know, we want to gather all the information, 
But in, in some of these circumstances, especially when it's not 100% clear, sure, it's really important to kind of just take that step back and to... I mean, I mean, nobody needs to be hurting their legs from jumping to conclusions. You know oh, I mean? Kate coming in with these. I'm just saying. Okay. Like, you know, don't, don't hurt yourself with those, with those jumps. Okay. That's hilarious. I have my moments. I'm, <laughs> I'm completely entertained by that comment. So currently the Mariners, uh, 40 man roster is at 36. So there's some room there so. mm -hmm. and the off season is in full swing. Nice. Nice. See what happens. Full swing. Did you oh. all catch that? Oh, wait. It was a baseball joke because it's swing. Yeah. Oh, I get mm -hmm. you. I get you. There nice. we go. Thank you. I, I need you to also have some too. good jokes. All I right. Like so, so this week has been a lot of fun. As I mentioned uh, in our opening, talking about so many new supporters, followers, people that totally. love Pacific Northwest sports. So great. Um, a really fun one that I enjoyed engaging with was the Seattle Seawolves rugby team. Oh, yeah. And the individual that runs that Twitter account for, for that rugby team, apparently, they shared with me because I had shared something. So when I went to WSU back in 2010, that was my freshman year of college. And I remember going up to the rec center there, which is an incredible gym workout facility that they have on campus. Yeah, absolutely. The, the different like sports teams would have booths set up and they would try to recruit and stuff. And I remember the girls rugby team, you know, pulled me aside and they were trying to recruit me. Well, I know as a softball, I played softball for years, you know, mm -hmm. uh, junior high through high school. Sure. And I went through like four physical therapy <laughs> stints <laughs> with my body. Yeah. Uh, having played sports and I just knew my body wouldn't be able to handle rugby. Yeah. I would get through a practice, not even a game. I'd get through practice and I'd probably call it quits. My body would be like, I'm 80 years old. Yeah. I mean, so I have nothing but so much respect, but the cool thing about this interaction on Twitter is, you know, I kind of mentioned that I was, you know, they tried to recruit me in 2010 and the person on their side of this, the Seattle Seawolves rugby team account was like, fun fact. I actually played for the girls rugby team at WSU <laughs> yeah. 2010 to 2013, like hashtag like almost teammates. It and was so, it's, so fun. It was so fun. What a small world. For sure. How cool. Absolutely. I want to just give some love and shout out to their rugby team. For real. They're not currently playing at the moment. Um, it's their off season. Mm -hmm. But once they do start playing, we're going to be sharing more information and news about their games. Kate, I think you looked up how much their tickets typically cost. Yeah, they have, um, they have their website has uh, tickets available. They've got season tickets available. I mean, and their season ticket prices are probably like the most reasonable of any pretty of much any uh, major Seattle sports. So, but individual tickets, I, I mean, I could be wrong. Um, I want to say though, they were around like $31 a piece or something like that. Um, they weren't very expensive um, and probably a pretty fun, a pretty fun thing to watch. So I'm Looking forward to it. And where is their They're, field located? They, uh, I want to say it's in Tequila. Okay. When I looked it up on the map, it looked like, you know, on the map, not too far from from South Center. So sort of that area. The South Center Mall. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So just giving some love out there hey. to the Seattle Seawolves. Yep. And uh, yeah, so cool. Well, Kate's getting to take the lead on the Kraken this oh, week. Oh, I'm so excited about it, though. Um, I still know less about hockey than I know about football. And again, you know, my catchphrase learning sports, but the Kraken are currently three and six. Um, they're standing in last place in the Pacific division. Um, we were able to go to the game on Thursday at the 28th. It was kind of a surprise. Um, one of my friends was needed to sell her tickets and we were just like, let's do it. So we went, uh, they played the Minnesota wild that night and walking into climate pledge arena for the first time was, it just felt grand. Didn't oh my gosh. It, it was like, like cause I'd been, I've been to like, Key oh. Arena like a whole bunch of times when it was Key Arena. And I feel like I'm going to mess it up and still call it Key Arena sometimes, but it was just, it looked like a whole entire new building. I mean, part of the outside of the Key Arena was now on the inside for climate pledge, like some of the big uh, support kind of diagonal pieces, um, not an architect um, <laughs> were, were on the inside now and they had, these different multiple levels. And it lots looks of like what entrances. you would see in my brain, like a 
futuristic, really nice mall airport facility. And I, okay, I might be like describing no, I, it wrong, I, but if I you were to see sketches and architecture for yeah, a really nice, really, it was really nice. And there were lots of different entrances, so it felt pretty easy to get into. And I promise we'll actually talk about the actual game too. But I know not a lot of not a lot of folks have gone to Climate Pledge yet, so um, it was just it was very impressive. And you could tell that they really focused a lot on um, you know the tech and the upgrades. And I mean, I think like Amazon's a sponsor, and mm -hmm. you know there's some other folks and things like that. But you know, there's this there there's this big team store for the Kraken downstairs, the lair and um, the, the escalator you ride down, there was like this video wall yeah. kind of thing. And you're watching it and it looks like this underwater scene. So it sort of gives you the, per the perception that you're like going down deep in the water. And if you like stare at the wall long enough um, in one spot of it, like the eye of like the Kraken like opens and it's like this red eye. And it was super I cool. missed the red eye and Kate oh, was... And then I went to try to get it on video and it just didn't open again. And I was like, it was there. I had no idea what she was doing. I'm like, we're almost getting to the bottom of the escalator. I'm like, you're going to fall off this thing if you're... <laughs> I was just staring at the, like, at the wall like, with the phone. It needs like, to do it. It needs to do it again. But, um, but anyway, overall, super amazing. Lots of food options, lots of drink options. Yes, kind of pricey, but lots of things available and the, the neat thing i thought and i haven't been this is my first um nhl game i'd never been to a professional hockey game i don't really even remember i want to say i've been to maybe some minor league stuff but i honestly can't even remember i've never been to an nhl game but um, i've been to a saber cats game if you yes <laughs> you remember us had, talking about yes we've had some of that right and so when you're walking to the seats if you're on kind of the first level i don't know i mean upstairs is going to give you a different view but on the first level it just goes right to the ice like right to the it just opened mm -hmm. to the ice it's not like walls you have to go through a door to get to the seats it's just open which was a really cool thing because we've gone to the mariners games i mean the mariners are kind of open too but it feels yeah, a little more closed it off does spots. you're right the seahawks definitely it's more closed off yeah. to get in there mm -hmm. um this just felt super open and you know going to this game being the first NHL game, being the first time climate pledge, all that, um, the experience of it was just super cool. And and these seats that we sat in were probably seats we'll never really get to sit in again. We'll probably they never were, they afford were, those seats again. They were amazing, but yeah. uh, but it was great. They had there's these two big uh, like if you if you can kind of visualize like a like a basketball uh, well, arena. Then has the big has the big monitor in the middle with the, right. with the video screens and the scoreboard and all that kind of stuff. Um, this one they have two, and they're called the twins. And it was just I don't know why it was so funny to me, but it was they just, were like take a look at the twins. It was to like, catch, look up at the know. twins. Yeah, yeah and it was just I was like the what? And then um, it was pretty funny. It was pretty funny. And then there's this whole like kind of elevated raised section above um, above the top on one side will where they'll have like the person who sings the national anthem or different people that are there. They'll kind of be up there to rally to on see and rally on and all that kind of stuff, which yeah. was cool. And, um, you know, we, we were where we were sitting, we could see cliff Averill and Sierra, which was like crazy. We were like, Oh wow. Okay. This is pretty impressive. So, so they were there giving some love to the crowd and supporting that wearing their jerseys and everything which was really cool we and got we got a little bit of a look and Michaela has yeah. a new best friend with Cliff Averill me and Cliff are now best friends yeah, whether he would agree with me or not is a different story however I mean hey perception he did is, take a picture with me perception is reality. and yeah took a video where he looked at me like we were best friends and we've known each other since grade school I mean that video seriously no joke when you like I watched it I was like it really does look like he's known you forever and he's just like so excited to see you I like I he seems like such a cool nice guy I loved it yeah. yeah and so i mean uh flurry had multiple goals it was a really cool experience to to see all that to hear and if you've you know listened to the other podcast where i talked about how i liked the sounds of the ice um i don't know what it's like in the upper sections because we were we were in the bottom but um and i, I guess it's because the glass or the acrylic or whatever is so high on the walls you could just hear the puck moving around on the ice the sounds like the echoing of the sounds was 
It was really oh, man. cool to see. Hearing the, their bodies slam up against the, yes, the it walls. Was, it's just a whole different sound being there in person. It's different than on the TV for sure. I mean, yeah. You can't, you, you, can't, don't, you don't get that sound. You don't sound. get that sound um, on the TV. And so the other sound that I've heard on the TV that I didn't really know what it was and that I figured out fairly quickly was sometimes when watching on TV, it sounds like they're booing. And it's like I never could figure out why they were booing. And then when we're there, it's you hear it and it's goo and they're saying like grew for like um for the their goalie, goalie right yeah and um whenever he like makes a great play or stops something whatever that's like the whole arena is just like grew but, but sound close it to sounded boo. kind of like boo and i kept and i didn't want to say anything when we're watching on tv because i'm just like why are they booing like i feel like that's a good thing that he like blocked that shot but yeah. i don't know maybe i'm getting it wrong so overall very cool experience. I would highly recommend going to a Kraken game if you ever get the chance. It's just, I mean, that was that was fun. That was it was. Really, it's a very really fun, fun experience. Yeah, and it gives you those nice two breaks in between those two intermissions. So lots of time to get snacks, go to the bathroom. I would all that kind say of stuff. too that like hockey is one of those sports. I think for some people that they might enjoy it, watching it a lot more being there at the game than they do watching it on TV. I mean, we were both like super into it. Like, it, and it I enjoy watching how, hockey how awesome. on TV, we were just, like, we were, like all over it, but it in person, it's just next level. So if you're somebody who's not necessarily a huge sports fan, but somebody's like, Hey, let's go to the Kraken game. I encourage you to go like, take advantage of the opportunity. I think you're going to have a blast. Yeah. I see definitely say yes. At least enjoy sure. a drink, you know, yeah, have some have good food. All, they have a, all kinds of drinks there too so they do um they're so their next game or their next match is tonight actually uh november 4th and then they're playing the buffalo sabers tonight and then um on saturday november 6th they're playing the arizona coyotes so that's awesome i would love to see a coyote on ice skates, we're gonna watch actually we're gonna watch the game tonight we are when we're done recording this podcast it's true we're gonna make it happen we're gonna make it happen all right, moving on to the OL Reign, our ladies. Let's get it. All right, so the OL Reign won their final regular season match on Saturday, October 30th against the Kansas City. And as the OL Reign plays second in their regular season, they have a week off as playoffs kick off on November 7th and will host a semifinal match on November 14th against either the North Carolina Courage or the Washington Spirit. Okay. So here's a little fun fact that I'm sure many of us did not really know unless you're like an avid, like you follow the OL Reign oh, yeah, hardcore. Sure. Yeah. But in June, the Reign were in ninth place. That's nuts. They completely turned around their season to come out nearly on top, right? They're in second place at, at the end of the regular season. Absolutely. So not only did they make playoffs after being in ninth place in June, but they're hosting a semifinal. That's that's it. That's and in addition to their win on Saturday, the OL Reign also won the Nationwide Impact Award fan vote. So winning this award grants the Reign's community partner, the Black Future Co-op Fund, mm -hmm. a twenty thousand dollar donation. That's amazing, isn't that? So yeah, cool? absolutely amazing. Yeah, yeah, and <clears throat> big congratulations to the Reign and to the Black Future Co-op Fund. That is a cooperative philanthropy by and for black Washingtonians to ignite black generational prosperity, health, and well-being. You can check them out on Twitter at BlackFutureWA. So sticking with soccer, yeah. the Seattle Sounders had a one-to-one -one draw against the LA Galaxy on Monday, November 1st. Now Jordan Morris made the match day roster for the first time in the 2021 season after recovering from an ACL injury suffered mm. while on loan with Swansea City in February. And after the match, Morris said, I said this a few times, but that's kind of the moment that you think about when you go through a long recovery is that moment when you're stepping back out on the field and hearing the fans and getting to play again, definitely some chills and goosebumps going out mm -hmm. onto the field. But my thought process was what can I do to help the team win and try and come on and bring energy and make a difference. It produced a special moment. He said, so the Sounders' next match is Sunday, November 7th at 3 p.m. It was a pretty special moment. I saw a video clip of mm -hmm. him coming out and just yeah. the amount of the fans like supporting and mm -hmm. cheering him on as he came out. Like it was an emotional moment, you yeah. know. So 
for players who are injured and have, you know, such severe injuries oh, to that yeah, extent too. Absolutely. A lot of them have happened um, even in the NFL this season. And mm-hmm. um, just what a cool moment for him to have as a player getting back on the field and doing what he loves. Absolutely. All right. So the Seattle Seahawks had one of the most relaxing wins I've watched in a <laughs> long time. And they came out on top of the Jags 31 to seven on Halloween. Oh yeah. And we look forward to discussing that game more in depth as we usually do in our Hawkeye analysis. Um, And we are at that game. So we're going to give a little bit of behind the scenes takes that we saw from where we were sitting and we're looking forward to sharing some of that. So stay tuned for the Hawkeye analysis. But before we can get to that segment, we need to announce the Pacific Northwest player of the week. Kate, you have the honor. I do to announce this one. I do. I do. Because, you know, out of all the players who excelled this week, there was one that we were just kind of like, yeah, yeah. And that is DK Metcalf. I mean, he's your boy. He, this week we were getting along much better. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. He was six for six. He had 43 yards, two touchdowns. And he had that iconic jump ball over Shaq Griffin for a TD. And I got to say, like, it was so fun getting to watch, getting to watch that mm-hmm. kind of like back and forth. And, and, um, you know, he, and then he got the flag for after the touchdown when he went and like jumped up and hugged that goalpost and he got the flag thrown for that. So whatever. And, um, but I think still he was great in that game. Him and Gino Smith seem to have a pretty solid connection. It was, it seemed much tighter this time. Well, just like, you know, he had that touchdown pass to DK on Monday night football that Mm -hmm. went for like what 86 yards. It was so long. But uh, I I think that him and Gino have a good connection. I think Gino trusts DK Mm -hmm. uh, and and just throws the ball his way, which is great. Uh, So So it's congrats to DK Metcalf for being the Pacific Northwest Showdowns. Um, player of the week. Player of the week. This is your Hawkeye analysis, where we're going to be breaking down the Seattle Seahawks game from Sunday on Halloween against the Jaguars. Oh, yeah. Jacksonville, I should say. Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm -hmm. And to start us off, we're going to focus on the offense, which seemed a lot more like in tune with one another. Absolutely. DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett had a great game, both of them. Yeah. Um, coming in clutch for Geno Smith. Mm-hmm. Geno Smith um, had 14 straight completions, which broke the NFL season record of 12 from Aaron Rodgers. I loved that. It w- it's about time. I love that Gino yes. got this win. I understand. And so many people are like, well, it's a one and you know, now it's one and seven team up for the Jags. But we needed that win. I get that it's it would a have team. been worse if we had lost. It would have been it would have been substantially like worse. Jags. But that morale boot like they yes. they beat them 31 to 7. They this was not them. a close game. And they, it, was, it was to zero for a long it time. It was to zero until there was less than two minutes on the clock in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I mean, there was they, a, a lot of us were like, we're like we want to be, be this. We want to be selfish be and have a shutout, but you know, there's only so much you can do in, in this sport in this game. Uh, so yeah, Geno Smith came through. He had an excellent game. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. He got to run. He did a QB sneak uh, for a touchdown on fourth down. And there was still four minutes left in the first quarter. Let's talk about how that decision to be more aggressive was um different than what pete carroll normally does yeah and initially that was i think that was the play that had been called that it was a tyler rocket touchdown like from a pass sure and And then then it was like on the one yard line back yeah it was all the way in and then it took they tried the pounded in like three times or something and then Mm -hmm. they used geno smith and and got it in i mean it was it was funny hearing the fans around us i thought saying things like we didn't think you were allowed to do that, Pete Carroll, and like stuff yeah. like that. Like yep. it was just, it was funny. It was so funny. it was different seeing a little bit more of an aggressive uh, play call there on mm-hmm. that fourth down. Mm-hmm. On it's again in the first quarter. Yeah. Um, one thing that I want to make note you already talked about is DK had two touchdowns mm-hmm. in this game. He had that awesome one. Shaq 
Griffin, who was formerly on the Seahawks, as many of us know, but for those of you who are new, uh, the cornerback that the Jags have was, he played for us on the Seahawks the last, you know, four years, and he was lined up across from DK the entire Mm -hmm. game. Which, that's how they mm -hmm. practiced. Like, that was, like, offense, defense, practice squad. Like, Griffin would often, you know, he would shadow against DK. DK. And so, yeah, it just... So it was really fun to watch. It was cool to see Shaq out there. I, I like Shaq a lot. Yeah. I kind of I wish we would have been able to re-sign him, but at the amount that he got, I understand. For sure. Um, so that was a fun fun watch seeing that DK touchdown jumping over Shaq mm-hmm. to grab it. Mm-hmm. And uh, Travis Homer's onside kick return for touchdown right at the end of the game. Oh my gosh, that was crazy i've never seen that happen that was crazy and and um you know i i felt like when we had talked about this you you know you and i like we were so this was supposed to be my first nfl Mm -hmm. game this was like supposed to be the first game i went to so michaela in all of her loving generosity was like let's get good seats for your very first game no selfish intentions and then with yeah no wink wink selfish intentions it's all about it's all about, it's all Kate, about giving Kate the best experience you know for her it. first you NFL game and then you know prior to this a, a couple other games had kind of fallen into our lap unexpectedly mm-hmm. and so we you know we've gone to a couple others but but this one we had really good seats and we were able to see the players on the sideline pretty well and so Travis, oh, that's an understatement. I mean, like it was they were right in front of us. I mean, if it, the people hadn't been so loud in the stadium, we might have been able to hear what they were saying to each other, but 100% um had a conversation without like needing to I yell like, at them. Hey. Yeah, so I almost I actually did that a couple times. No, nobody responded, but that was fine. Um but Travis Homer, you know, on the sideline like he, he was, was limping he was really limping bad. Really bad. And, bef- and before, before that before before this that is what happened. blew my mind. I couldn't believe that he was limping like really bad a lot. And mm-hmm. to see him, there was a couple other plays that he had gone out there. I'm like, why are they putting him out there? He's obviously injured. He's limping absolutely so bad on the sideline. And then for that, it looked like he had absolutely no injury when he oh, ran think, that I touchdown. Don't think anybody would have even nobody would have known that he was limping around because, um, and I don't know if on TV if if anybody ever saw that or anything either, but. He just, when he, with that whole run, I was like, what even happened? And, and then after you the know, touch he's running here's around. Here's the coolest thing about sports like psychology. Yeah. You know, we talk about intrinsic, extrinsic motivation. Sure. You talk about adrenaline that happens in these games. Oh, I don't doubt And that. how adrenaline can really help you push through the pain. Mm-hmm. And how, you know, he, he's, he was probably feeling that that run on the onside oh, kick i can imagine after the game i'm hoping you know we haven't heard much about it at all no. uh but yeah that was kind of a behind the scenes look as we're seeing him limping hardcore and oh, then yeah. here he goes like sprinting towards the end zone on an onside so, kick return I so I, my shocked. mind was blown for real so that was a really cool one travis mm-hmm. homer also i don't know if you've seen this you know i've seen some videos he had some amazing blocks mm. at running back like mm-hmm. picking up the blitzes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he just he's so willing to just sacrifice his body for sure for blocks he he, he is one of the better blocking running backs that i've actually seen in a yeah. long time and that was true last year do i struggle with sometimes watching him play in the running back role yes like in terms of like running the ball mm-hmm. although he had a couple you know explosive plays yeah in the last even last week um but his blocking ability is is incredible. We need a lot of that on the offense. One thing I do want the Seahawks to stop doing, which I saw in Monday Night Football, and I saw yes, you did on Sunday, <laughs> was why are we jet sweeping with Everett? Yeah, he's it. It hasn't worked. Number one, the screens don't work for us. Jet sweeping, like it worked when we had Dwayne Eskridge in that very first game. The few times it looked so good and then he got injured and sure. hopefully he'll be able to come back. But you need somebody who's really quick and has a lot of speed for that, mm-hmm. who can get around to the outside. Not saying that Everett's slow by any means, but he's a tight end. He's a yeah. bigger bodied dude. Yeah. And it's going to take a while for him to get up to the speed that you're going to want to get him to. Yeah. Uh, so just stop doing that, man. So Stop a, calling that play. So a jet sweep. 
is somebody who runs really fast, like across. I mean, typically. So you're going to, usually you would have jet meaning fast, sweep meaning quickly moving across. Yeah. So you're going to have like a wide receiver typically. Okay. In this case, it's been a tight end come yeah. across and you're trying to, I mean, it could just be a motion, meaning that they're not, it's like a fake, right? Yeah, so sure. they're coming across, you're diverting like eyes, happening. you're sure. getting sure. the defense to look at multiple players. Are they going to hand it off to the running back? Is the quarterback going to keep it? Are they going to try to throw a pass in the screen? Gotcha. Are they going to like, you know, get it to the wide receiver that's coming really fast across? And Got so it. it's a, it's a lot of motion. It can be very highly successful, but you just need the right people. You to be need doing the right it. personnel okay. doing it. Okay. Um, and this has been your play lesson of the day. Yeah. The jet sweep. The jet sweep. Another thing is that Russell Wilson got his pin out. And this was three days ago now. In his finger. In his finger. In case that was confusing for any reason. So that's why we have Geno Smith in is Russell Wilson had surgery on his middle finger. He had a pin in it. Mm -hmm. It looked like the Nike symbol when it was pulled out. Oh, and that kind of gives you an image of like, so the part that yeah. would wrap and curl around was the end of the pin. And it like was just sticking out the end of his finger. So they pulled the That's pin out. Not gonna sound and pretty. literally the next day, he was in his home gym. I think it's down in San Diego. And he was throwing. And then yesterday yeah. he was shown on his practice field in San Diego. And it looked like he was throwing like 20 yards deep. That's he has that's a special glove. Impressive. Yeah, no, sure. Sure. I mean, you would think he has something. I'm I'm inspired number 1 with how this whole process has gone, but I I have no doubt he would be back for the Green Bay game based off of seeing unless there's some major green, issue that comes green up. Green Bay is the week after this week cuz we're on the bye week. Right. This so week. this week, okay. um, so we for those of you who don't know, it's our bye week, which means that we don't play, which is beneficial in this circumstance when you have an injury like Russell Wilson. It gives him an extra week to potentially come back and recover sure. from injuries. And it's a good midpoint in the season, which some teams have a bye week way earlier in the season. Then you have a yeah. long time. Some teams have a bye week way later in the season, week 13, 14, which yeah. is pretty late. But sometimes it's nice before a playoff push if you're a team that's that you know sense. gotten that deep um, and you're going to head to playoffs. So uh, I wouldn't put it beside Russell Wilson to be back for the Green Bay game. And we'll see if Aaron Rodgers is, uh, clears that COVID protocol because he came down with COVID. And not to get into politics by any means, but he's unvaccinated. So he has to go by it's a different long. protocol. Yeah, it's it's 10 days. So by the time that he tested positive, between that positive test date and our game against Green Bay, it's eleven. It's eleven days, which means oh, that dang. if he tests negative on, on that tenth day, 10. day yep. he can still play against us in the game against yeah. Green Bay. But he's been out of the facility for ten days now. I wouldn't be overly. Con Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. He could probably. Who knows how long he could go without practicing and be just fine. So uh, that's to me. That's not the story here. But it is to say. Sure depending on how the testing goes and yeah. all of that is, and, is he going to be and hopefully for him just as a person that he doesn't end up with like complications. No. Yeah, exactly. Like that that's not something that's... you wish for people by any means. No, no. But I mean, so, you know, cause you never, you never. Right. Know. Well, let's change over to defense defense. Uh, your boy, my boy, Ryan, Neal. your, your defensive my boy, defense boy, Man, my defensive man. Your defensive man. Um, yeah, Ryan Neal. He had that early for first quarter sack, and like right be right before that, I was like, man, I really hope Ryan Neal gets put in this game more. And then they like sent him out there, and they got that sack. And I was like, you're. Welcome. And I think he had two sacks in the game. I yeah, I believe he did. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he was great. And then Diggs came down with the interception. So I have to so sadly good. admit something to everybody. <laughs> So I have to I have to admit something. Um, so we were at this game with sure. excellent seats, such good seats, and I decided that I had to use the restroom. Yep. And then I also decided that we needed pizza before the end of the first quarter ending, which was like it was like right on the verge of the end of the first quarter, I believe. I think so, somewhere in there for sure. Or was it half? I don't think it, it was. Either anyway. way, it was the end between one of the quarters. Um. So I not only missed 
Although, okay, so I watched it on the TV while I was waiting in the Pizza Hut line. <laughs> I, so I saw Diggs' interception. Line will get you every And time. I saw DK's touchdown, but it was on a TV just outside the I saw it stadium. live, and it was great. Kate did see it live. I'm glad one of us did, and I'm glad she got to see her boys score a yes. touchdown. Yes. So that is my... Um, I'm glad that you felt so, like you could admit so, that. It's a safe space, man. I hope so. It's okay. a safe space. All, everybody hearing this, you need to be nice to me about that. I was very sad, but you know what? We had our pizza and we were fine. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so our defense held the Jags offense to zero points scored until, as we said earlier, the fourth quarter with less than two minutes left. Pretty impressive. That's a garbage time touchdown. Because, oh, for sure. But I mean, again, and the defense in the Monday night game against the Saints held them to like, t- like 13 to, s- to- 13 but I mean, points. they held them to 10 points for such yeah, a long yeah, yeah. time. Mm-hmm. And so I felt like between that game and this game, I was like, hey, maybe, I mean, granted, the Jags are the Jags, I guess. But I was like, maybe the defense is like, I was I was feeling hopeful. I'll say that. I was feeling more hopeful. I feel like they're coming together. They're, they're getting into their routine. They're figuring things out a little mm-hmm. bit more. They're gaining their confidence. Oh, I hope yeah. that this game really just boosted that morale in their in the locker room on the Absolutely. defensive side. Absolutely. And with hopefully getting Russell Wilson back here in the next couple weeks, that that just elevates our team to really do a strong playoff push at this Absolutely. point. Uh, we're still in a really difficult division, so that's going to be the only it setback. It really is. It's isn't it? It's the hardest division. I mean, not yeah. In it's the between the Rams and and the Cardinals. They're both seven and one, I believe. Jeez. So. We're in a really great division, and I'm going to give credit where it's due. Those teams are yeah. solid. But I, I still believe that we can make a playoff push if if we can play how we played against sure. the Jags. Then again, we're not playing the Jags <laughs> again. So that's going to be the issue. We're, no. we're going to have some tough but take that, teams. Take that like momentum. Take that win. Let it fuel you. Uh, get you know, rested up, recovered, yep. motivated, inspired on the bye week, and just, you know, keep on going. Yeah. Trey Brown continued to look good at the cornerback role. Yep. I'm, I love him. I love that he's a rookie. I love that he's getting playing time as a rookie in great. real, like in season games. Yeah. That means he, in my opinion, that means he's only going to get better because he's getting yeah. experience. Makes sense to me. Um, and then a huge other thing is the NFL trade deadline happened on November 2nd at 4 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time. I believe it was Pacific Standard Time. I don't think it was Eastern. Or is it daylight? Whatever. It was Pacific Time either way. Yeah. So um, LJ Collier was one of those names that was being floated around as being a potential trade uh, that the Seahawks made because he's been a healthy scratch on our games, which means that... So the team before each game has to inactivate, I, I believe it's five players that's on your normal roster okay. to not be able to be eligible to play for a game. So they don't dress that day for the Correct. game. Correct. Okay. They can like be there, but right. they're just not. So that. LJ Collier was one of those players. Um, and he has been consistently through the season who's, and when they call him a healthy scratch, it means that there's nothing wrong with that player. He's not injured. Okay. Um, he's just one of the players they choose not to have activated for the game. Okay. So now it's kind of like a question mark, like, well, what are the Seahawks going to do? do with him because he was a first round draft pick uh a couple years ago and what, they haven't really utilized him what position is he because i can't he's remember. he's a defensive tackle okay and so something that pete carroll has said is that a reason that he hasn't been playing is that they decided they want to go bigger in the set in the middle so like, like robert kim dj yeah is yeah. he has a, big a bigger dude. defensive tackle yeah, than lj but i don't know how much bigger he really is like in terms of maybe it's play style like playing bigger maybe like it is you know it's a word with multiple meanings so it's true so that's kind of the end of the hawkeye analysis but we're gonna have a fun little mini segment that we're gonna throw in here each week yeah and uh what's that what's this new little mini segment that we're gonna throw in here kate it's called kate's corner Ooh, it's even got a little jingle jangle. I got there. I got a little I got a little, little jingle. A little catch mm-hmm. little, little tune for it, I guess. Just that one little thing. If I'll ever remember it again, that would be impressive. But you know, I got it once. So Kate's Corner is where Kate gets to talk about the things that maybe aren't so sportsy uh in relation to like statistics 
or, you know, the actual point of the game or things like that, but just stuff that Kate thinks is kind of fun that Kate would like to share with you. Let's I hear will, it. Kate will now stop talking in third person and, <laughs> and get to it. So, okay. So having these great seats for the game, one of the things I loved was getting to just kind of, I will admit that sometimes I didn't actually watch the plays for every single play because I was distracted by the players in front of me and like what they were doing. Me and too. I'm yeah. Look, if they're right there in front of me, I, I was that's like, what's happening looking. over there. Right? right. So, I mean, there's certain players that we know that I love DK Metcalf, Ryan Neal, and you know, um, which most sports people know, I think is that on the sidelines, the team kind of moves around depending on what part of the field the right. action is happening mm -hmm. on. Right. And so for, for a good portion of the time from where we were sitting, um, the the offensive guys were all kind of like hanging out over on a, on a farther away side. So I didn't get to like, you know, really focus on DK too much in the beginning, but the defense guys were, were more down towards where we were. And, um, and Ryan Neal, you know, cause, cause they switch in and out so much. And I think when I watch it on TV, I don't always really notice how often players switch out between yeah. plays mm -hmm. um, because, you know, you're looking at something else or they're showing a replay or whatever. And right. so you don't get to see the field. Those transitions. Yeah. So I got to see like all these different times that like Ryan Neal was coming in and out. And of course I'm paying attention to him because he's my defense guy. And so he, you know, when he's not on the field, you know, sometimes the guys like, you know, they sit down on those, those benches or whatever. And the defense guys were all kind of, and one sitting, side sitting down and yeah. and Ryan Neal was just sort of sitting by himself in this row of um offensive linemen the seats well this yeah the seats yeah. where they put the helmets and all these kind of things and um and so at one point Pete Carroll comes over and like talks to him kind of like they're like oh no come on you gotta go and I mean we couldn't hear him obviously but it sort of seemed like that thing like if there was on, commentary you gotta go you gotta go sit with your family they're over here come on yeah. like get up let's go over here so Ryan Neal gets up follows Pete gets you know kind of gets over with the defense and there's nowhere to sit. And I mean, he was sitting down before. Apparently he kept wanting to sit down. So he walks back over to kind of where he had been. He grabs a Gatorade cooler, not the kind where you like you pour the Gatorade out of like that they dump on coaches, but just like the kind you would open up like a regular cooler cooler, but it was a, a Gatorade <laughs> one. And uh and so he picks it up and he Mikhail's laughing because I'm visually <laughs> trying to demonstrate him picking up this cooler and it's not very convincing. But anyway, um, he picks up this cooler and he carries it over and sets it down next to where Pete told them to sit, basically. And then he just sits on that next to all the defense guys. And I was like, you know what? That is some Kate great was very ingenuity. entertained by this. I was, you know, and it was like, and he just seemed like such a nice guy on the sidelines. Like he just seemed so like um I don't know if polite is the right word, but it just like he to seemed, me, he seemed he quiet, seemed aware of what was going on around him. He was like kind of you know letting people pass by because all those people. Had I'm wondering. All I'm wondering if he's like a quiet guy. He though. might be maybe because he's he seemed like introvert. he was just like wanting to be sitting on his own. Oh my gosh! Pete Carroll comes over. Yeah. He's like go sit with your team. Like basically like go sit with your like you said your family. Like as and it was kind of looking like he was like okay okay let's do it. But you know, but he did, and I don't know. It was just. It was, it was pretty fun. And so then towards the end of the game, the offense uh, was kind of hanging out more down towards where we were sitting and mm -hmm. pretty much directly in front of us. Um, again, kind of that same spot where Ryan Neal had been hanging out before. Um, DK was kind of over there a lot. Freddie Swain was over there a lot. And like, again, players on TV, they're wearing their helmets a lot. Like, I don't even think I knew what Travis Homer looked like until that right. game. Because I saw him with his helmet off and I was like, oh my gosh, that's what Travis Homer looks like. Like I had no idea. And so um, one of the things as like DK and Freddie Swain are joking around, I turned to Michaela and I was just like, Freddie Swain is, is real attractive. <laughs> <laughs> He's fine. He's fine. And so, um, so that was kind of a fun thing too. And I mean, some behind the scenes conversations that Kate and I have while we're watching players at the stadiums. Oh, he's fine. I mean, I think, I guess I think it's just surprising because, you know, I don't know what people look like if they don't, if I don't ever see them and I don't ever see Freddie Swain either. Like I see his arms and that's about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I don't see anything else. So, um, it's just so 
fun. It was to fun just, to see. They're, the, they're people too. Freddie you know? Swain and DK were like kept on going up to Pete Carroll and like you could see them like laughing and joking and like in the middle of the game and Pete's like taking his headset like on and off like to talk with them and it's like middle of the game. I'm like, maybe the reason poor calls happen is because he yeah, has maybe people like Swain and much. Metcalf telling him jokes on the sidelines in the middle of the game. It was but it was pretty funny. cool to see. So yeah. yeah. Pretty good stuff. So thanks for tuning in for Kate's Corner. I don't and know if that was the same or not, but I just did it that coming way. Up next coming up next is going to be our mailbag segment. Boop, boop. Stay tuned. We are in our mailbag segment, and we have one mailbag question this week, which is probably not a bad thing considering we had so much content to cover in the whole rest of the podcast. It's true. But our question this week comes from SS Fisher 87 our boy Steve over at the Ballhawks podcast. Oh, hey. What's up, Steve? All right. So his question was, what was your favorite food item? and or spot at climate pledge and we can't pick beer kate wouldn't pick beer anyways i don't like beer kate does not like beer don't at me about it don't at kate about that uh she does like hard ciders and hard seltzers and hard beverages but she does not like beer and i can understand like beer can be a very specific taste for a lot of people sure um there's some kind of beers that i don't like but i do enjoy quite a few beers it's true um, so our favorite, I we were in a very special section, as we kind of alluded to when we were talking about the cracking game. It was the club seats. It was some club seats, and they have like a special area that, so when you get into Climate Pledge, you have to, you know, scan your ticket. Then when you get to the club seat section, you have to scan your ticket again to get into that section where there's like a private bar area, private food section, mm-hmm. like private yeah. seating like like tables and seats Separate like you're at a restaurant stuff. basically was what it felt like in there yeah and then you can walk down to your seats so we got the food and our beverages mostly got, from in there we got some drinks we and, got, and like a, and a pretzel, pretzel before we went in because i don't think either of us realized what the club seats meant in terms of until we got that there extra like beverage and food access um so we were just like, let's just do this. So, so. if you ever happen mm-hmm. to have club seats, which, hey, if you do, like, I mean, if, if you, you get an opportunity, them, if you happen to take them, them, do it. But the food there, I don't remember what the place is called, but it was like the only food in that one section. of the only food vendors in that sure. section. I got a chicken, it was like a fried chicken sandwich. Yes. And then fries, the fries with, with beer cheese. cheese. Those those 100% were were the best. They were salt and peppered, not just salted fries. They were salt Salt and peppered peppered fries. fries. And then with the beer cheese. And I know you like a good salt and pepper potato chip. I do. From what I recall from the The crinkle episode. Yeah. That episode of uh, the Ball Hawks podcast. Oh, we didn't talk about the salt and pepper chip, though. Oh, it was salt and vinegar in that one. It was salt and vinegar. We never got around to the salt and pepper chip. Salt and pepper chip. So if you haven't had a salt and pepper chip that's like crinkle cut, and kettle style. I don't know. Oh, so good. Anyways, yeah. that's going off to a whole different That was good, though. Those, subject. those fries were pretty tasty. And I strongly encourage anybody that has opportunity to buy them. Yeah. To to try them. Mm-hmm. So, and, then, and then for drinks, um, there I had one of the Schilling hard ciders. I can't remember which one it is now. The local or something. It has like... Oh, it has a it Sasquatch has big, on it. It has a Sasquatch on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that was... I mean, I like ciders. That was a pretty good, I would say like a neutral mm-hmm. cider. Um, that was a great one. And then I also had a pineapple truly to start with. And that was, I mean, I'll say the pineapple was a great flavor for that. I had I had a draft beer to start, to start with. And I don't mm-hmm. remember, it was a Fremont Brewing draft beer. Yeah. Uh, and then I had a, it was like the Kraken label, but it was 14 hands, a red wine. And it was in a Kraken, like, wine can, like, wrapped Kraken, you know. But it's hey. cool because you're at, you know, a Kraken game. You feel like it's special, Branded. so why not? Um, I probably didn't need that can of wine at that point, but it still tasted lovely. And we still had a wonderful time. <laughs> it was really fun. Yeah. It was really, really fun. So thank you, Steve, for asking that question because it is still obviously a new arena and there and are facility. there's tons of 
There's tons we didn't of even food, walk around the whole thing. We drinks. like we stayed in we, a we very kind of, small. Yeah, we walked through section. where we needed to go. They have though, if you're if you're going or want to know about it, because I'm telling you, so I guess you get to find out either way. Um, they have several locations in in that in that lower section at least um, where it's like you don't even check out it's like a little thing you walk through kind of like there's some of those amazon shops or stores that have opened up where you go in and it you don't even you just pick up whatever you want and when you leave it just knows what you bought and it just charges you or whatever i don't really understand how that works so there's something about before you go in you do something i don't there were people like messing with an app or something. learning technology also um but there was a couple places where it was like with the popcorn right. and the drinks yeah. and things like that. People would just, once you walked in, you would pick up whatever you wanted and then you would go. And technology just blows my mind. Well, it's I, like at the Seahawks game. I there know. Those, you just there's like, those good to go, like quick, quick places. And you put the two drinks or whatever you're getting on the, on the, the little, table. It's like, it like reads it what it is from above what it is. And charges you for it. You don't have to scan anything. Well, you still swipe your card. No, but I mean, like, you don't scan right. the products yeah. or anything. Anyways, so, so that's a cool new technology fun, that they're coming out there. with. Yeah. To try to make things more efficient for fan experience. There is also a Dintai Fung. If you're into Dintai Fung. Yeah. Um, there's one of the, there's uh, a location of that, Climate Pledge, also. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Lots of tasty stuff. All right, friends, for our people who listen consistently, for our new fans, hopefully you're a fan by this point. You listen to an entire podcast, which we appreciate. We really appreciate. Um, this leads us to the end of this week's Pacific Northwest Showdown podcast. I want to thank you all for listening and hope you tune in next week. Be sure to also check us out on social media on Instagram and Twitter at PNW Showdown. What would I do without Kate giving us that shout out? I'm so bad at remembering that component. I just like to say that because I'm not in charge of either of those two things. That's true. Uh, you are. I but am. I chime in every once in a while. You do. You show up here <laughs> and do. there. I do. All right, friends. Remember to take care of your heart and mind above all else. Until next time. Hey, Kate. Hey, what's up, Michaela? Do you think they're still listening? I don't know. I mean, the podcast ended. Why would they still be on? I don't know. Maybe they should go do something else now. Yeah, go have fun. Go, go do something else. At least until next week, when you can listen to episode eight. Goodbye.